guys. Welcome, Guitar Wank Podcast. Here we are at number three. I know, right? I'm just as surprised as you are. I didn't think we could keep it going to three, but we're here. So if this is your first one, uh, big thanks for listening and welcome. If this is your third one, congratulations. We didn't think you'd make it this far. And uh, if you haven't listened to number one and two, you can get it on the website, guitarwank.com or iTunes and all the other major podcast outlets, which I have no idea what they are, but they're out there. So check them out, spread the word, give us some um, comments on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. We'd love some feedback. And all the feedback we have been getting has been fantastic, uh, good or bad. We just want to hear from you guys. And uh, yeah, it's really cool to hear from everyone from all over the world. So that's fantastic. Much appreciation there. Uh, a couple of things. Got to say a big thanks to Diodario Strings. Jimmy Dunlop, thank you so much for that sponsorship and My Music Masterclasses. I think it's mymusicmasterclass.com. Go there and check out Bruce and Scott's uh, tutorial videos. So much information there. just It's a lifetime of information to just keep working on. But I know Bruce just released a new one um, and also Scott's going to do a really cool one that he'll talk about today. So make sure you, you listen about that. It's, it's something I'm definitely going to listen to. I need help in that area big time. Uh, what else is going on? We have t-shirts. Yes, we've gone the the merch route and we're selling ourselves. But these t-shirts are really, really cool. So they're all in black. They'll make you look skinny. And the logo is fantastic. We had some really cool... Well, Julius, who works on a certain TV show, will uh, disclose that today. And... Uh, yeah, everyone, it's a huge TV show and it's something we all grew up with and this guy designed the logo, him and Bruce. And I think it's really cool. Looks great on a t-shirt and these t-shirts are really good quality too. They're not the standard crappy t-shirts you, you know, people sell. These are good quality. You can wear it on stage. You'll look cool. Or you can just wear it doing whatever you want to do. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, and that's about it. We, we're here Sunday morning in uh, Prohibition Studios in North Hollywood, California. It is pissing down outside, rain, and uh, which is great because we need it. And I'm sitting here with Bruce and Scott. Guys, thank you so much for coming, and uh, I hope you're enjoying that coffee. And uh, what's news? <laughs> Welcome. Huh? What? <laughs> Can you guys uh, hear me? No. <laughs> How was your NAM experience this year? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a lot to it. Uh, I would like to say there was a lot good. The best thing about it is how crowded it was. And the worst thing about it was kind of how crowded it was. <laughs> But it's really great to see that so many people care about this stuff, want to be a part of that. It's it's heartwarming. It, it makes me feel good to know that all these people think going there, whether they're interested in the products or just interest, interested in the music, whether a bunch of musicians want to hang out with each other or people want to listen to things or people want to show off or people want whatever it is, all that energy around the music. It's it's heartwarming to see that, I even though the parking was horrible it was it was the worst it had ever been and it gets worse every year and and yeah and i was there on friday and it was as crowded as any saturday i'd ever been to which again it's good that so many people are there it's bad that it's so crowded and 
it's great to look at everything. It's hard to hear anything. So I don't know how anybody really makes any true decision about what they want musically in a situation like that, except for those little weird booths they take people into, which I'm scared to go into. I, <laughs> I just get the feeling that those have some sort of reprogramming element to them or something. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I come out, you know, looking like Scott or something. I don't really want that to happen. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. <laughs> but isn't it every year with Nam, every musician complains about going, it's like, oh, Nam. But we all go. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> you don't go? I haven't gone in 12 years. Then why are we doing a yeah. Nam episode? I you was, he, went, he went this year. Oh, you went, went this year? year. Oh, okay. But he, he had I, to. I, I kind of had to. I wanted to because I wanted to support Exotic because they're doing a new pedal. A new Scott it's my signature pedal, pedal which yep. I'm really proud of because it does sound amazing and I'm, I love it. And I wanted to support the company that made it, Exotic. Yep. It's an RC booster. It's a new dual gain version of it. So, so I went there to support them and talk to people about the pedal. Um, I stopped going to NAM because my main company... Uh, is Sir, Sir Guitars and Amps, and they haven't been at the NAMM show in over 10 years. So when they stopped going, I stopped going. Right. Were they there this year or not? No, they never go. They never go. They have a really beautiful factory down in Lake Elsinore, and they decided that it was better and more cost-efficient to bus people from Anaheim to their factory where they have a big party and bands play and stuff, and it's really fun. I saw that. Did you go to that? Uh, I couldn't go this year because I was at at NAMM, but um, I've been every previous year. And it's a great idea for for people who do have nice factories in L.A. as an alternative to spending 100 grand at a booth, which they're really expensive if you've got a big booth. Um, I'm sure he doesn't spend a tenth of that to get the people to his factory. And it also kind of like gets rid of all the looky loos that aren't really serious about buying anything. Because if they're serious to take an hour-long bus ride to his factory, (laughs) they're probably pretty serious about his products. Yeah. Yeah. So for him, it makes sense. And there are a few companies that are also doing that. But, you know, of course, companies from out of town don't have that option. So they're doing it. But I would like to say that the one thing that I really wish hadn't been two things that I wish hadn't been invented after going to Nam is slap bass and two hand tapping. <laughs> that that you hear so much of that at Nam it drives you nuts. You know, because everywhere every you can't go anywhere without hearing a little of both. <laughs> you know, but outside of that one of my friends in Australia has already ordered that pedal. The, Great, your the Scott Henderson pedal. Great. He's really stoked to get it. So um, I have to say, it's a it's an improvement over the first one, and the first one was already great. Yeah, I'm really I happy get with one. it. Yeah, yeah, Scott gets seventy two cents for every every pedal. Every one they sell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy three of them. <laughs> you you be getting one, Bruce, right? Oh yeah, I'll get, I'm getting two. <laughs> I, I got, I'm getting the accelerator and the brake. <laughs> Bruce plays through the stereo rig, yeah. like a Marshall stack on one side and a Fender on the other. Yeah. So he's going to get two, a splitter no, and go through two no, RC I'm, I'm thinking of going to two polytones <laughs> and stacking them. There you go. <laughs> now, did you guys see anything fun at NAMM? Oh, sure. I saw lots of fun things. There were these, particularly these women who really looked great about 40 years ago. were still wearing the same clothing that they were wearing then. <laughs> they go every you year. You know, I was just about to say the same exact thing. It, 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 you know, it, 
one of the things, well, first of all, I mean, disclosure here. Uh, I just today woke up and I've finally been cured of Namthrax. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I'm likely to have a little bit of residual chronic, uh, what, Namthraxitis or whatever it is. But yeah, when I walk around Nam and I see people my age walking around, I'm really glad I chose jazz. Yeah. Because I guess it's okay for Keith Richards to look like that, because he's Keith Richards. But everybody else, it's kind of, I'm just glad it's not me. I'll just leave it there. That's a the, certain The dyed crowd. hair and the and the tattoos that are sort of half- Covered because of the sagging skin and the <laughs> clothes that don't fit and leather pants that really, well, you you know you know what yeah. people like about women in leather pants? What? That new car smell. <laughs> <laughs> I got that from Jack Sheldon. Anyways, <laughs> um, but you see a lot of that, and I, it just it's not really. It's like, I think they need to have their kids help them get dressed now. It's almost ready for an intervention at times. There's a lot of that. Yeah, and so that's that's, that's very entertaining. It's fun. And it makes it's sort of life-affirming for me, because, you know, to be just a geezer jazz dude, that's just sort of normal. <laughs> I'm bummed out that I didn't see Gore. <coughs> Who? You know, because they're usually there. Who? You know, Gore? No. It's a band, and, and they wear these, like, two-foot, Shoes on the platforms, and and they yeah, and and they walk around. They look like Godzilla, <laughs> you know. They wear these big costumes. They kind of look like the Transformers. Oh, cool! And they walk around Nam, and I didn't see them this year, so maybe they broke up, which would be <laughs> extremely sad. I might kill myself if I find out that's really true. <laughs> that but would be horrible. Anyway, yeah, it would be really horrible. <laughs> but anyway, I missed seeing them this year. I did not see them walk around, though. We, you know, I saw a few kind of semi costume right. things but they were not nearly as exciting as the gore outfits. <laughs> so that was a big disappointment for me. I can imagine that. And you were you were you were kind of there's all these different types of people in them. There's the looky lose, there's the people trying to get a deal with with all the companies. There's people like me who just want to hang out and have fun and see old friends. Uh, there's people who want to show off. They go to every booth and play their their lick at every booth, <laughs> just hoping. I don't know what they're either trying to impress people or just trying to bug people, you or know how many people maybe trying to get a trying to get a record date or something. I don't know really what they're doing, but they, you, you can follow. You could you you just spot them, and then you got guys like Scott who are stuck at a booth selling or playing something. And they start to, after about two hours, they start to look like a goldfish in a fishbowl. They're kind of like, their mouth's going. And they're just standing there with this stare. And it's like you're looking in a fish tank. And this poor guy's just standing there. By my battle. (laughs) Yeah, that was me. Actually, I did. One thing that I do really enjoy about being at NAMM that I kind of miss is that you get to see friends that you normally would never get to see. Right. Right. So, and, and I... I'm lucky to have some companies that endorse me and give me stuff. And it's nice to hook up with those guys and just walk over to their booth and say, Hey man, thanks for all this stuff you've been doing for me year after year. You know, I asked for, for a demo of something and you send it right to my house and I can check it out. And, 
you know, if I don't like it, I can send it back. And just it's this very open, really nice relationship. And I love that. It's hard for, of course, you know, a lot of guys get that same kind of thing going on at Guitar Center because they have that policy where you buy something and if you don't like it, you can bring it back. But <laughs> really? it's nice. Yeah, yeah. You can do yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Guitar Center, I think you it's got like 30 a, days it's a 5% restocking fee or something like that. But yeah, you can buy stuff, take it home. If you don't like it, bring it back. But guys are probably doing that at gigs. Yeah. They're probably like, oh shit, well, I need do. an amp for a gig. And I they know. go, I think take a Fender Twin and why buy one? Uh, just I know people it. that borrow that, that go buy PAs to do gigs. I mean, it's SIR like, must be like, going out of business. Yeah. Here. No, I, 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 I did that. Do I did know that with a PA yeah. and then I went yeah. to take it back and it was like a 20% stocking fee. Oh, and I was well, like, that's oh, different. Maybe they I was too far it, in by that point. I remember when it was 5% and I knew people that would go buy a PA to go play at a wedding. And then they'd bring the PA back the next day for 5%. You know? And that's cheaper than renting it. It's yeah. che- much cheaper than yeah. renting it. But oh. anyway, oh, I get it mailed wow. to my house, which is awesome. <laughs> that's you know, really like, cheaper than renting it. I have to say like a big thank you to Rick Skillman at Celestion because I go through speakers. like I mean, I, I, I need to hear every single one they ever made. Wow. It's just, it's an obsession. I need to hear it because I need to know if I'm missing something. Right. Right. So he sent me so much stuff to, to listen to. And, and I put it in the cabinet, listen to it. If I don't like it, I send it back. And he's been really nice to me, you know. And we saw, I met Andy over at Two Notes, who makes those um, speaker IRs, you know, um, impulse responses of speakers that you can use in your DAW. Mm-hmm. So you can play through your amp. You know, I think we talked about this before, how I really am not into all the gizmos and the amp modeling. Yeah. But the speaker IRs have really come to a Help point where you IR. really can't Help me out. impulse response okay it's like when they go over to germany <laughs> and they go into a big cathedral and sample the reverb right and then you can use that exact same reverb on your oh, guitar okay. in, in in the studio so that is so digital modeling it's digital modeling okay and they call it an impulse response and the the one thing about guitar that they have really nailed is that right you the know speaker stuff yeah because you know you use your own amp you use your your own pedals whatever mm-hmm. you plug into your amp you go out of your amp into a load box and then you go out of the load box into your uh pro tools or whatever you're using yep and you use the the ir of the speaker and man it sounds like the real deal wow that means a person who lives in an apartment could record at their apartment and get the same sound that they would get if they were miking it up live at a gig. At a gig, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can play, you can turn your amp up as loud as you want. You could get your tone um, and your sound, and no one would call the police. So that's a big deal for a lot of musicians. Yeah, yeah. And, now, have uh, you tr- have you used a lot of them y- yourself? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, I love them. They're great. I still. Love the sound of a mic'd cabinet, of course, you know, but, yeah. but, you know, if I, if I want to record late at night and I want to record some other parts, one of the cool things is you can go online and you can browse speaker cabinets and they're literally hundreds yeah. of speaker cabinets. You can browse if you're looking for like a, if you're looking to like uh layer a part, you know, and you want it to sound different than your solo or different than the melody, you can go through all these cabinets and find one which really fits the song right there online. And then they're only like about maybe four or five bucks each. You just buy it online, and there you go. Yeah. Saves your back from having to 
have like <laughs> 50,000 cabinets at your house and, and move them all into your recording room and mic it up. Yeah, it's amazing. The technology what, is amazing. What, what program are you you're bringing that into? Digital Performer for me, but you could use it for with Logics. You could use it with Pro Tools, whatever. But is there a program within the program that you need to bring well, it in? Well, the, 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 the program is called Wall of Sound. Okay. And it's made by two notes. Yep. And that is the software which plays, plays the the, amps. the IRs. Right. Yeah. So it's a it's really great technology, especially for people who don't have a soundproof room at their house where they can crank up a hundred watt Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. So you could literally record an apartment that's, and get the same tone pretty much. That's pretty cool. So yeah. So I got to meet Andy, the guy who designs all this stuff, and he's a nice cat. Yeah, and you know, just walking around meeting people that give have given me stuff over the years. Where I, and these people live in some some of them in different countries. Yeah, and, you know, in in different places in the states. It's cool to meet them, and sort of personalize that relationship that 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 I've had with them for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's I, the best thing about Nam. That's me. the best thing about Nam for me too. That's why I go really yeah. is to see old friends and a lot of people I only see once a year, and that's at Nam. And and just like Scott, you know, I I have always wondered about, uh, you know, we got cars that drive themselves. You can go to the moon. Why the hell am I carrying always sixty pounds of tubes <laughs> and speakers around? Why hasn't somebody come up with a solid state way to make that sound happen i mean i just figured there's just more money and all the other stuff so that no one's gotten around to it yet the good guys are all doing everything else and, and <laughs> the lame guys are trying to do that or something so i'm, I'm very interested and I, th I think i found some digital modeling amps that were maybe not exactly like my old fender that i like to use but damn close again it's impossible to tell at nam because it's so damn noisy there right so i'm getting sent an amp and if it if it turns out to be a real a real possibility i will be happy to talk about it now let me let me demo it first but to me it seems like it should be a no-brainer for me to get an amp especially at the level that i play at volume wise that can model the sound of what i want digitally or electronically or however you want a solid state whatever you want to say so that i don't have to carry around that much weight and i don't and and there's other thing is the um let's face it the tubes are fragile so if it, if I hit a bump while I'm driving to the gig, I can get to the gig and one of the power tubes is gone now, and now I've got nothing. So there's a there's a durability factor that really I find intriguing with the other way to go, provided I get the sound I want. Yeah. So I'm just wondering why that why it's taken so damn long. You know, and now we got like I say, we got a car that can drive they itself. Just, they just aren't there yet, and and believe me, I've tried them all. They're just not there yet. Well, but they the will be transistor. with the amp modeling, right? Yeah, I know. just, I just really, you know, I mean, I'm figuring, God, if we can got a car that can drive itself, really, is this that? I mean, we got rocket scientists. We, they're on Mars now, you know. I mean, they, they just, it's just they're too busy going to Mars and making cars. Maybe. That, you know, they need to work on guitars. <laughs> well, there are priorities, you know. Yeah, we've got to stop terrorism first. Well, guitar, and then, and hey, then man, we'll work on just making an amp. Just Sound ask my like. ex-wife. <laughs> Guitar playing can be terrorism. <laughs> yeah, it qualifies it. It qualifies at my house for yeah, sure, especially yeah, when yeah, I'm playing yeah, like yeah. really late at night. Yeah, <laughs> like eleven o'clock. You know, yeah. You know, the the neighbors don't complain because they got a soundproof room. 
Right. But the family, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, another thing that, that, you know, we talked, I think, on one of our podcasts already about about people at magazines giving gear that shouldn't get good reviews, good reviews. giving them good reviews. Yeah. Right. One thing about NAM is if you're fortunate enough to be able to go to NAM and hear this stuff for yourself in a soundproof room, you kind of can hear that some of the stuff isn't as good as what they're writing. Yeah, about. that's the problem with NAM yeah. is is that it's really unfortunately the worst place really, the worst place to hear anything. Be- yeah, just because yeah. there's so much noise level. Crap. So much for there's first of all you got the sound then you got the the people talking. I mean, if I'm as close as I am to Scott, I have to yell. Yeah. So yeah. You, you, the 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 nuance and subtlety, which is really, if anybody is is a has a musical ear, that's what makes equipment go from decent to great. The smartest is the subtlety oh. stuff, and that's the stuff you are not going to hear at NAMM. The smartest thing you can do is buy stock in the company that makes halls right before NAMM. Right. Shoots through the roof. Ah. I'm not kidding about it. Okay. Well, did you do it? Yeah. Made yeah, a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for Stevie Wonder walking around. He took around. all his exotic pedal money, $17, yeah. and invested it in halls. That's right. Now I'm rich, Now, now he's, he, he almost doubled it. It's up to $30. <laughs> and then he spent it at Starbucks on the way here. Well, the companies that make that actually have the soundproof booths, I mean, they're on to something, seriously, because I think uh, David Torn uh, mm-hmm. was a good example because he was demoing some amps. It was a Stephen Fryette, Steve Fryette's booth. And they had a soundproof room. Right. And that was kind of cool because he was cranking and you could really hear what the amp does and it was in a soundproof environment. And if you wanted to hear what it really sounded like, you could. But for companies without a soundproof booth, forget about it. You're not going to hear what anything sounds like with all that noise going yeah. on. You got you know, a high note trumpet going, yeah. and then the drums guys, yeah. and of course everybody's playing their Nam lick, which yeah. is just, <laughs> it was yeah. just, uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember the couple times that Sir did go to Nam, they did have a soundproof Oh, they did back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they still have it at their factory. Right. And way back then they had one. And how else would you possibly hear anything? But, I mean, me being a super uh, fan of A-B testing, I don't believe in anything I hear unless I have something to compare it to. So I would need whatever I'm using now to compare to whatever I'm listening to to make any kind of decision. So just because you go somewhere and hear something that sounds good, that doesn't mean it sounds good when you get it home and compare it to what you have. Or on the gig. That's the real Or on the gig. Or on the gig. Again, it's just, to me, it's a great place to check it out. It's a great place to talk to people about it. But until you try it out on the gig, until you take it home and listen to it, you don't know what you're getting. But then again, you be, you talk to people and you take their advice and you get to hear it, you get to meet the people. And yeah, it's really great. Uh, NAM is a cool thing if you, if you like to go crazy. We just wanted to take this little time out to remind you that we love you because you're listening to Guitar Podcasts. No, you're listening to Guitar Wank that are podcasts that can be found on guitarwank.com. 
what do you guys look for when you are pl- plugging into an amp? I mean, I'm sure you guys differ. I like it when it works. I like my car. <laughs> I like that too. Really? We you have know? a lot in common. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, I have, one thing I like about my my amp is you could almost, if it doesn't work, you could probably bring it to a gas station and someone could fix it. <laughs> you want that, uh, you know, that question answered seriously? I guess not. I was very serious. <laughs> I do like it when it turns on, when I plug it in. And I, it's you always know, a good and it thing. Gives, it, make, it gets my guitar louder. That's kind of a cool thing, you know? I'm a little bit more discerning <laughs> than Bruce. <laughs> I didn't say that was the only thing, but it's one of the important things. That is one of the important things. It's a good that, stop. That, that makes a sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I just don't know what's going through the mind of some of these amp makers. I just have no clue. Right. Because... There are amps, and I'm not going to mention names. I'll do that on the next podcast, so tune in. Oh, this is another one of those yeah. amp company held hostage things. Send in some yeah. money and we'll tell. Yeah, send us money and we'll tell you all the bad amps out there. But there are amps that you can plug into that there is no way you can turn a knob to make it sound good. Yeah, It's just going to sound bad. Because the person that made it, either A, is not a musician, or B doesn't know any musicians. <laughs> so, <laughs> you've got to have one of those things going yeah, for you. Yeah. You know, you've either got to have good ears and be a good musician or know some musicians that have good ears that can come in and tell you what to fix on the thing you're making. And some of these people who make their stuff out in garages in Iowa mm-hmm. have neither one going for them, <laughs> right? So they just make a bad sounding amp and expect people to like it because it costs them a lot of money to make it. So therefore it falls into the boutique category. <laughs> and apparently if it's boutique, it's, it's good. good. But that is so untrue. That is so untrue because you can buy just about any Fender or Marshall and it's going to sound better than a lot of the boutique amps out there. Though there are some exceptions. There are some really good ones. But to find them, that's not easy. You have to really hear them, take them home. And, of course, I'm speaking generally because, you know, one man's horrible sounding amp is another man's, you know, holy grail of sound. (laughs) But, But in general, there are some amps that are just really bad. Yeah. You just plug into them, and you're not going to get a pleasing tone. And what are you going to do? Right. That's just how it is. That's just how it rolls. Like yeah. that amp there? Well, yeah, yeah, just exactly like that amp <laughs> you know, It's really true, and, and, and you can't, and you, oftentimes, even the same model, there'll be, You'll, you'll play one that's really good and one that's a dog. And yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about the guts or what works, but I I have found that some, maybe it's a speaker that's in them, maybe it's just the way the tubes are working or whatever, if it's a tube amp or, you know, it, it's not always, you can't always, even though I ask for a specific amp when I need an amp, they, they vary in, in sound and quality. Yeah. So it's... Uh, you just gotta, but then again, you get in a place and you gotta make do with what you get, or you quit. You're like Scott, you just refuse to play. <laughs> <coughs> have, have you done that at a gig, Scott? We were just like, I'm not playing. 
I've come close. Yeah, because of the amp they've given you? Well, you know, I think we talked about this before, but, you know, I have a writer, and it <laughs> used to be written in normal font, and, and I never got what I wanted. So I wrote it rock star style. <laughs> I changed it. Bold font and, like, in really mean terminology. Like, I want this. If you don't get it, I don't play. <laughs> I love it. No concert, you know, no amps, no concert. Right. Simple as that, right? Yeah. And 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 it's in big black font at the very top of the writer. And since we started doing the writer that way, I've always gotten exactly what I asked for. So that's the thing about writers. People have to read them. You know, a lot of people don't even read them. Yeah. So... This gets people to read them and realize that I'm serious about this. Yeah. If you want me to play, you got to get me what I want. And what I'm wanting is not really hard to find. So they really, if someone came to me and said, I can't find this, I would say they're lying. Because there's so many of them out there. I found them in the deepest, darkest jungles of Brazil. <laughs> so when I go to a major city and they don't get me one, I know they're bullshitting me. Were you there just the one day, Scott, or two days? I was there Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And Bruce, you? I was there Friday. Friday. Yeah, I we just did Friday. Friday. I uh, one day was the parking was the worst for me. It just and, and of course this year there was a lot of construction too. And then they did some really stupid thing, like they shut down one of the lots before anybody was even in it. Yeah. And, and I don't know weird. why. Maybe they were waiting for the afternoon rush to use it or something, but. And you were with me, and mm -hmm. and I was I was a big prick. By the time we got there, I was pissed <laughs> off. And You're a prick anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Troy wanted to like walk four miles, and I'm like thinking, yeah, I'm gonna go great, just so we could save on parking. And I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, right. We're gonna walk four miles the hell there. Then we're gonna walk around and get barraged and do ten miles on that cement floor. Then I'm gonna walk four miles back in the cold afterwards. I said, you know, we dude, had a spot, but it didn't work out. The spot is gone gonna, now. Yeah, so we parked know, close. So, so we, we, we parked close <laughs> for the for the old guy. And, we and paid close. about as much money as you could. You could like buy a house in Kentucky for what we paid to park the car for a day, but we did it. Uh, it was really good. Uh, I it was quite a barrage. I saw a lot of people. I half the things I wanted to do, I didn't get to do, mm -hmm. but, but that's always the way it is. I almost went back on Sunday, but I just ended up on the couch, uh, watching football games and playing my guitar. But Friday was a hell of a day because not only did I do the whole Nam thing, I went to hear Scott's band at the Baked Potato. That was great. Oh, that's and right. So, God, so my the ears, worst part of the whole weekend. My, my, right ears, there. my ears were just, you know, already I, I had eight or 10 hours of Nam, and then, or 12 hours of Nam, and then, or it seemed like that. And then I went home and got in my car and I went to hear Scott. And, you know, they, they actually condensed. 12 hours of Nam into a one-hour set. Yeah, and even louder than Nam. <laughs> and it was amazing. I mean, these cats were burning, and they were going for it. It was it was great. It, it, it sounded like a pet shop was on fire. <laughs> Boy, that's a really nice thing to say. Well, I always wanted was my music thing. to sound was, like that, a pet shop on fire. I always wanted to hear what fire. that sounded like. Yeah, that perfectly describes my whole career, pet shop on fire. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can put it on your on your website if you want. You know. <laughs> Endorsement by Bruce Foreman. Bruce pet Foreman shop says on Scott fire. Anderson sounds like a pet shop on fire. 
no, it was the whole band in that performance. I've heard you. I thought you were just really going for it that night. You know, it, was, it yeah. had an extra attack edge to it. It was going beautiful. for it was and beautiful. failing miserably. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't sound like that to me. I thought it was very successful. Was it, it was obviously sold out? Yeah. Yeah. It you know, those great. are those are those NAMM shows are all sold out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because people. Which is amazing. People drive yeah. all the way. I don't know if you know, if people out in the world here, it's they think L.A. And it's they think about your town or where you can get everywhere in 15 minutes, maybe, right, or whatever. Yeah. L.A., even without traffic, is a to get from Anaheim <laughs> to, what is that, like Studio City? Yeah, that's a good hour and a half. Yeah, it's an hour, traffic, yeah, even, I mean, without yeah. traffic. And these there's traffic. And these people were lining up, and they they and they'd... Been at Nam all day, hearing yeah. everything, and their ears were just beating the crap. And and they were there, and they and they weren't disappointed. Man, it was amazing. It was so great. For baked potato and two shows. You did two. Two shows, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, it is kind of cool because you know, like just because of this kind of music, we don't get to tour the states very much. Yeah. So this is an opportunity for people who live in somewhere where we would never play, like Kansas or something. You know, and they come all the way to Nam, so they get they get to come up to the baked potato and hear some music, because they know we're not going to come there. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. You know, that's just the nature of this kind of music in the states. That uh, our touring is mainly on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice that people can come and and hang out that don't would never have an opportunity to hear anybody. You know, play this kind of music in their town. Yeah, because it's just not cost of effect cost effective to get there. Yeah, so that's a good thing about about Nam. Yeah, gets people here. <laughs> I, I think I think Scott, you need to take yeah. this thing on the road. Get 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 your band, get the tracks from your record, and just <laughs> and just go like set up and play road. solo. Yeah, it's play road stops and stuff, and and like and like <laughs> libraries and shit. Mexican you restaurants. Might be, you might be you might be a little too loud for libraries, but um, you know just. Like, you know, but, VFW places and yeah. Elks Lodges. Elks know, Lodges would be you know, great, man. Man, they would love you. Yeah. And you could play all over. I, I'm going to think about that. Man, Why you know, you he's got a nice Scott that's, Anderson Road that's Show. That's money right there, mate. You should be doing man. that. Why am I so stupid? I should have thought of that. <laughs> just me at the Elks Lodges right, all over with, the United with States. With your tracks of your record. You that know, would be you awesome, man. Play at the VFW. That would be so great. Man. <laughs> yeah, and never have served in any wars. I'll be really popular. Well, you know, just like every president, <laughs> just like every GOP candidate. Well, every, they every, want to send and, everybody's and, and, kids to war, but I, they've never served. I know. Okay, they, they they like going to war better, but both Democrats and Republicans, none of them are ever in the none of them are ever in the army. Go to war. When was the last one? It was like Kennedy, I think. Carter. Wow. Carter was in the military. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, and, and, for such helpful suggestions. Oh, man, just leave it to me, Scott. I'm trying to I'm, take I'm your career to I'll, the next I'll, level. I'll make sure your career is just as bad as mine in no time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> what is what friends are for? <laughs> Do you know if anyone was videoing that night? God, I hope not. <laughs> you know, they make a point of saying no video recording. At the baked potato? Yeah, so you're very unlikely that I have to go on YouTube and remove videos from the baked potato right. because they don't, they don't let like people it. do that. Yeah. I still wanted yeah. Joe Bonamassa on there. Mm-hmm. He probably well, wanted somebody. Yeah, he probably wanted him. Yeah. It, yeah. If, he, if you yeah. want it. Yeah. Like yeah. I did a gig there with Josh Smith and, and he recorded it. So yeah. it ended up all over the place. 
That's, you know, now that's another thing. And of course, this probably doesn't happen as much to you, Scott, because of the rig thing. But at NAM, I walk by and they, they like, I really don't like to play at NAM. I just don't. I mean, it's the way people play at Nam is really unmusical. I find it's all showoffy and mm-hmm. and frenetic, and you can't hear anything. And right, and you're always worried. And and then there's also the Nam police that walk around stopping stuff because it's too loud. Sure. and it's just too weird. And I just feel like there's all this pressure in there. And then the people that make the gear want to have you know want to take. A, next thing you know, you're on YouTube endorsing their gear. Yeah. And they just kind of threw it in your hand, and some guy is playing with you who you you know who's like generally is bugging you. You know, what I mean, it's just <laughs> no. I mean, I'm not. I know this sounds really negative, and I'm not really that normally this negative. Any, you know that. Well, yeah. Okay, I am this no. negative, but <laughs> I know you, and I know you're yeah, always okay. this negative. But but I, mean, I just don't like to play a nam. I like I like to be cool, but. It's, there's always at least half a dozen times where I just it gets foisted on me. I just I can't get away. I'm I'm sort of blocked into something, and it would be ridiculously mean or something not to sit down and just play a tune with somebody. Right. And I always regret it. And, and as soon as I do, there's a million iPhones <laughs> watching me. I don't know, making yeah. a bunch of free Ds, and that's not a CD. It's a or a DVD. It's a free VD. And you know, I I'm playing something I'm just kind of getting used to, and I can't hear anything. And the guy playing with me is, you know, trying to show off, and it's it's just unfortunate. I I, sh- I need to have a better attitude. I'm just not taking the right medication before I go. That's what it is. I mean, I did see amazing guitars. They look all look great. Some of them kind of felt good when they got thrown into my hands the way they did. Yeah, but it's not the way I want to come in contact with shit you know it's just i mean you have to be careful with social am media I, am i being really no, no because some of the some of the salespeople are a little bit pushy you know like if they know you a lot, a lot of the guitar players know me you know i'm 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 famous among guitar players they don't know me at vons but most guitar <laughs> players they they know they may not know my music but they kind of know who i am and they 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 say you know i'll walk by them and they know i play sir and that I've played Sir for 15 years. But yet they push their guitar into my hand and say, can I take a picture? And I'm like, dude, no. You know, because you know I play Sir. And if John saw this, he wouldn't like it. And it would be kind of offensive for me to take a picture with somebody else's guitar. And and and, and the thing is, is if they had any kind of courtesy, professional courtesy, they wouldn't want to do that to any artist and try to get them in trouble with the with the guy who endorses them. Yeah. So I find that that's a little weird when someone stops you at their booth and says, come here, let's take a picture in front of my guitar booth. Yeah. Right. It's like, no, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you guys had a lot of endorsements throughout your careers? Yeah, I've had a, I've had a bunch. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Well, I can, I can name like the top five. Yeah. Who? You know, there's Diodario, both right. me and Bruce. We we play their strings and actually yeah. disclaimer, they're sponsors of this podcast. They are sponsors of the show. Yeah. Cool. And uh Sir, of course. Yeah. Um, I endorse the Maxon S D nine, that pedal. It's been my distortion pedal for the last at least fifteen years. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, cool. Yeah, and I endorse the RC booster. Mm-hmm. And I love these companies because just because you endorse one of their pedals, they don't expect you to endorse their whole line of pedals, which is 
bullshit. No yep. one would ever do that. Play just one company's whole line of pedals. So, you know, the, I'm happy to em- endorse both. And the only thing is I don't mention the SD9 when I do ads for Exotic. And I don't mention the RC Booster when I do ads for Maxon. Mm-hmm. So it's just two separate things. Yeah. And uh, I, induce, I endorse uh, uh, Prime Acoustic Panels. Because I oh, think they're great. Yeah. yeah. That's what I have in my studio to kind of dry up the room a little bit. They're right. awesome. They sound. I never thought there was be a difference between foam, like Oralex foam, and, and those. This is where they made a fiberglass pads with kind of like a blue jean covering. But there's actually a huge difference in yeah. sound. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the room sounds great <clears throat> with those panels. So I also endorse the Fishman MIDI Bridge. They were kind enough to give me one so that I could write charts for my play-along version of my album mm-hmm. where I could just enter the notes on my guitar into the computer and write charts. And, well, the computer wrote the charts. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, I use that thing. I, I love it. It's yep. really a great tool to have. Right. Jennifer Batten uses it, and, you know, she's, like, the amazing queen of MIDI. Yeah. You know, she uses it, and she loves it. So yeah, that's that's all I can think of right now. But those are the main main guys. Yeah, Bruce. Well, over you know, I mean, I've got also an endorsement with Dunlop Picks. I'm using their new Prime Tone Picks, which they're also a uh, sponsor of this podcast. Are you, are you paid to say this on this podcast? No, nope, not at all. Yeah, he is. Look at the money <laughs> hanging out of his pocket. Oh man, you look at look at the clothes I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah, wow. man, you've got a guitar wang T-shirt on. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, oh, you messed up. Yeah, Yeah, I must have thrown up on it last night. Um, The uh, I used to have an uh, Ibanez. They they made me a custom model guitar that I played for about twenty years, and I've still got it, and it's a great guitar. I don't do that anymore. There's this guy Stefan Sontag, a great builder in Germany, who made uh, this red guitar for me, which I feature in my red guitar one-man show and uh there's these great leather straps made by this company italia leather straps and i endorse them they're really cool everybody ought to check them out really not that expensive either compared Mm -hmm. to all the other designer straps and there's no metal on them or anything and really fine leather and real comfortable so you know there's little things that i endorse i'm trying to think there's probably somebody i'm pissing off now by not saying it (laughs) But um, then again, well, there's only 15 people listening to this. So. <laughs> do we get our metrics here? And do we, we know? Do we know how many people I, have I listened? I think I said last time three. I think we're up to eight. Eight, good. Yeah. Eight people listening eight, to this at least. Awesome, man. That's way more I than I expected. I think if that's they listen to it twice, we get 16. So. Wow, that's more people than at my gig. <laughs> I listen to it. Does that make it nine? That helps. Cool. It all helps. If I listen twice, does it count? It does. It does. Okay. Yeah, we're counting everything. Maybe we can just like put it on rotate or something. Is there a way we can do that? I don't know. Should be able to. Okay. <laughs> I know we're getting we're getting hits. We're getting on far from Nam. So uh, yeah, Nam, Nam. We'll get hits from Nam if we just put their name and everything. Surely that'll help us. Yeah. I wonder if you can tag audio every time you say the word. Hmm. Well, they do, right? Terrorists and bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The NSA. I'm sure they're yeah. listening. They probably listen, or eight of the nine listens. It was NSA. <laughs> <laughs> ¶¶
thank you for spending some time with us here with Guitar Wank Podcast. We're having a great time, and you've probably missed out on even better times with the other podcasts that you miss. So you need to go to guitarwank.com, click around, find out all the information that you've missed, leave a comment, buy a T-shirt. Damn, buy two. Buy underwear. We don't care. Just send us money. I'm here with Bruce Foreman, Scott Henderson, and I'm Troy McCubbin. This is Guitar Wank Podcast. We have, if you haven't been to the website, you've got to go to the website because we do have t-shirts now, which is amazing. Right, and they're cool. They are really cool. And cool. are we going to say who designed them? Or you come up sure, with the idea? Sure, we can. We can say Or should who we make them? a competition about it? Uh, I don't well, no one gives a shit. Well, if, yeah, really, it'd be you no know, two or three people would. Yeah. You know. um, <laughs> no, when we came up with the idea, we, we, we really, the name was hard to think of, remember? We, we were trying to think of a name. And then we decided it's going to be kind of like that show Car Talk. So we said Guitar Talk. That would be really great. And then we found out there's like 15 guitar talks already out there. And yeah. then we started thinking of everything, you know, like Don't Fret, the Fret Boys, High Strung, <laughs> Strung Out. You know, we came up with every guitar stupid thing you could think of. And uh, none of them worked. And then I guess I think one of us, maybe me, said Guitar Wank. And uh, we all seemed to like that for some reason. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. And then, uh, and then. And we could we could get that one. No one had gotten that domain. No one had, I think. So we got that. Nobody else wanted. And it. then and then I just had this idea of a hand on the neck of the guitar, and it was very much reminded me of I don't know if those of you who are alive then remember the Woodstock the movie Woodstock had a really cool logo of a hand on an acoustic guitar and had like a bird on the end of the neck. Mm-hmm. And I said something like that with a, but a little bit more, I guess vertical, so mm-hmm. it would have connotations. And uh, I, I brought that to a friend of mine, and and he's a he's an animator and an artist, and he took it to the next level. So for those of you who've seen the logo, now what what shows? Oh, he's an he's a actually like the vice president of animation at Fox. So the main show he's worked on is The Simpsons. That's so cool. I but he's also Simpsons. done Family Guy and King of the Hill. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and and the the logo is amazing. And if you buy a t shirt, we'll even give you a sticker or two. Too. As far as fame, that's really the only thing we have going for us. Right. It's the logo. Yeah, it's the logo. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, at least I put I put things in the proper perspective. We're branded now, dude. We are branded. I want the f- first listener to get a tattoo of Guitar Wank. The first, yeah, <laughs> oh the first person God. to get. Okay, the first person to, to get a tattoo, I will give them a guitar lesson. A guitar lesson free. from you heard it. Bruce Foreman just said, "Free guitar lesson for the and, first and listener. a t-shirt and a sticker." That's uh, that reminds me of a joke. <laughs> tell tell it. Tell it. Well, this this girl, she really wants to meet BB King. Right. She's a huge fan. Oh. So she goes, you know, up to BB King's dressing room and and demands that they let her in so she can meet BB and they let her in and she goes up to BB and she says, "BB, you you got to see this. This is for you." And she pulls down her pants and she's got a B tattooed on one of her cheeks, butt cheeks, and another B on the other butt cheek. And BB just looks at her and says, who the hell is Bob? <laughs> 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 
tip your waitresses. Thank you. Thank there you. you. Go. There you go. We'll I'll be, be here all week. Yeah, Enjoy right. the veal. Really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that stands. First one to get a tattoo. First one to get a tattoo. Gets a free lesson from free Bruce Foreman. Free lesson Forman. and a t-shirt. And then, yeah. That's <laughs> I'm going to get one. <laughs> I've been bothering you for a lesson for a long time. You're fucking blowing me off. Well, you know. I'm going to finally know how to get one. Yeah, well, you know. Now, you can get... If don't, you don't, put get next to, don't put it next to your tattoo of Jimmy Page. You know. <laughs> if you don't want to get a tattoo and you do want a lesson from you guys, how did someone get a lesson from you guys? Uh, well, you <laughs> know, lots of money. Okay. Yeah, right. That's, the the that's green paper question. in your wallet with pictures of old white guys. That's how you do it. I, I give Skype lessons. You do? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Naked ones. <laughs> That'd be disturbing. <laughs> it's yeah. really disturbing. It's really yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I do. I would. I would be willing to consider Skype lessons. I've never done it before, so the first person with me would have to be very gentle. But okay. other than that. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna unverginate your yeah, right, Skype. Right, right. I've never done it, That's but cool. you know, I prefer acoustic to electronic lessons myself. But okay, you know, I like to play yeah. with people, and you can, it's kind of hard to play together over Skype. A little delay, the latency. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't really you don't jam with people over Skype. But one thing that's cool is that. It is very much like a real lesson because you can play, they tape it, they can transcribe what you've played, you explain what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. It's very much like a real lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing is that someone in Brazil can take a lesson with me. That's the coolest. Which is really cool. And I do about two Skype lessons per week, maybe sometimes as many as five. Wow. What, an hour lesson? An hour lesson for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. meet that price. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you can you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. <laughs> okay, $99.99. <laughs> but you can get a, is it Master? Oh, yes. And you, and we, and, uh, and now there's another sponsor, but uh, My Music Masterclass. My Music Masterclass.com has com. a lesson of Scott's right now. He's doing another one this week. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a new one that just went live this week, actually Monday. With The day this airs technically is live, but it's already up there now for people who know where to find it. Yep. And that's my fourth that with them. So uh, and now, there's, what's uh, there's the a lot one? of other great artists up there. I, I don't mind saying, you know, there's, there's Vic Juris and Ben Monder and Mike Stern and Larry Kuntz all have, Frank Potenza, all have lessons up there. It's really cool. It's not expensive. They're well produced. And I would suggest, even if you're planning on taking a Skype lesson with Scott, to go do this first and kind of get an idea of what's happening so that when you get your hour with him, you're, it, you can make more out of it. Yeah. You can dig yeah. in a little deeper. Uh, I generally suggest people, even if they're going to study with me, whether it, I don't, no one ever studies Skype, but if, if even if they're going to take lessons with me, I kind of suggest they check a specific one of my, like my general master class out, just so that when we, we meet up, I know we're going to cover that information, so it's better if they get it there and they've got it at home on their computer, they can always refer to it, mm-hmm. and then our lessons have a lot more depth to them. What's the latest one you got? The latest one I did is on solo playing. I have just, believe it or not, I've got these guitar, a lot of guitar players come to me and they can rip, you know, they can play a lot of stuff, they've got a lot of harmony and theory down, 
And yet when it comes just to playing by themselves, they're like a deer in headlights. That's me. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say to him, I say, Ow! God! Oh, my fucking car just hit me. (laughs) But, uh, you know, and it just kind of amazed me. Just play something. I'll ask him to play something for me. And it's it's like, no, I just like wank over changes. I don't really play, you know. That's me again. And so so I... uh, It's like he's known me all my life. And so so basically I kind of talk about... Maybe approaching at least some of your practice time by just playing and how to approach a tune and use all, use all of the guitar. Because at least in my situations, one night I'm playing duo with a singer. The next night I'm playing solo. The next night I'm playing with a trio. The next night I got a big band I'm playing with. The next night I'm playing in a, in a real big band. And really, I, I can do anything, but I do what's called for in a given situation. And a lot of that is because I can play solo. I can be the bass guy. I can be the the voice leading guy. I can be the comp guy. I can be the melody guy. I can be all those things because all those elements are in playing solo. So by practicing that way, I it sort of opens my head up. So I just walk into a situation and I can ask myself the question, what do I hear that belongs right now? And that way of practice really sort of opens up your mind and more importantly opens up your ears. Gives you the ask the question, what do I want to hear right now? What haven't I heard? Those kinds of questions that you don't often ask when you're just, you know, riffing scales or licks over changes. Yeah. And the guitar is an orchestra. The guitar is like a piano. It's got the ability to play chords and play counter lines and play voice leading and play melodies and and so to spend some of your time comfortable in that space of just being the orchestra. I step on a fuzz tone and play one note at a time. So, so I just like to brag about that, what I can do. Yeah, really, really. Please, please, can you do that for now? Yeah, I just want to brag for a while about what I can do. I step on a pillow and play one note at a time. But it's a good night. Yeah, it's it usually a, some good notes. It's a great note. <laughs> depending, on the fuzz, depending on the fuzz box, right? Some fuzz boxes, it's not so great, I, I assume. Is there well, a specific I'm going to get a guitar wank tattoo and I'm going to learn how to do what Bruce does and I'm going to learn how to do it fucking better than him. Yeah, right. That'll take him a week. Or, and then he can take three days off. <laughs> but um, got a question for you. With a fuzz box, does it have to be a certain color? Yeah, red usually is good. I like red. Okay. Just wondering. <laughs> what's, what's your new video going to be? On how to give Skype lessons. <laughs> Skype TM. No, I'm actually going to do something really cool that I don't think anybody's ever done. So you don't I'm, want to mention it? Um, no, I'll mention it. I'm going to show people how to get a tone in the studio. Oh, that's bad. When they're recording. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I'm, there's really nothing. I'm buying that. I'm there's buying that. nothing about it on the market that I have seen, you know, so I'm going to try to make it fairly broad. It's going to start with how I get my personal tone, you know, just what I go through Mm -hmm. to get it happening. And then after that, we're going to discuss how you can change where you put the mic and change your guitar and amp settings to try to emulate other people's tones without mentioning names. Cause I don't want to say like, look, do this and you can sound like Stevie Ray do this and you can sound like Jeff Beck, but 
without mentioning names, I'm going to go to those places. Right. That's right? fantastic. Like, say, That's if you really want a cool. bluesy tone, if you want a more of a high gain tone, if yeah. you want more like this, you know, using all kinds of different guitars, different pedals, different mic placements. Yep. A lot of people don't even know how to mic a speaker. Yeah. They let too many guitar players let the engineer uh, just control their sound, mm. you know, and they walk away going, well, wait a minute, you know, my playing on this record or on this recording just does not sound like what I'm used to hearing live. Why? Right. And because the engineer wasn't good mm. or, you know, the engineer uh, didn't make the distinction that he doesn't know this you're playing. So he's just saying, well, if I get a good tone, doesn't necessarily capture this guy's voice, but it sounds good. But they walk out of the studio disappointed because it doesn't sound like them to their own ears, right? So you, you gotta you gotta know stuff. Yeah. Like I was talking about uh, last week on a podcast or one of our podcasts, we were talking about how a bad sound man can ruin your gig, and how every guitar player and every musician should know a little bit about soundboards and how to go out to the soundboard and fix things that are wrong. Mm. Same thing in yeah. the studio. If you go into the studio and you're totally unprepared and you don't know anything about EQ, one of the things that I'm going to cover in the video is how to EQ your guitar. If you're layering, how to EQ a guitar to make it stay out of the way of another guitar, right? A lot of talk about EQs, basically. Right. Because I've learned that if you radically EQ the amp, you often just make it sound bad. But if you EQ the amp, the way you normally EQ it so that it sounds the best that you could. And then after the fact, go in with a great equalizer and shape the tone of what you already have. It's better. You get better results. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's and a great, that's a great idea. Yeah. So I it's going to be that. a fun video. It's going to take a while, probably a whole day to, to do. And yeah, yeah. But I, I think uh, it'll be interesting for a lot of people who don't know much about recording. That's killer. Yeah, that'll be really good. And one thing I'd, I've had people ask if Bruce would do in a jazz setting. What? Like do a video when you're playing a three-piece in a jazz setting and, oh, and how you would trio. approach that sure, in the trio. Approach the trio. I'd love to do that. I think that's Thanks. a really I'll cool thing too. Up. And I mean, I don't know if you, you would do that, I'll put Scott, that on too. The, that what's that? Be, like doing a video where you guys are in your trios, in your, in your band, and... How you guys work, how you guys approach a song, oh, all that kind of stuff. Oh, for, sure. That would be cool. How you yell at the other yeah. musicians yeah, and make them feel like shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, how you fire somebody. <laughs> how to ignore them. Yeah. Yeah. Has let's, bring been... up, let's bring up certain musicians that we've already fired and talk about why they got fired. That would be good. <laughs> I would love that. I'd buy that. Yeah. That would be good. That'd be good. I'd totally be into that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's going to be a podcast. We're not going to. That's a whole podcast right there. Name every musician you fired and why. Right, yeah. Get into their personal habits and all that kind of stuff. It'd be great. <laughs> have you got Have you got a good firing story, or been fired from a gig? I got fired from Chikoria, but yeah. we already know that. We, story. we know that, one. that story. Yeah, I've, that's the only gig I've ever been fired from. You're not trying. No, seriously. <laughs> Nobody else has fired me. That's it. Only him. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I usually have more passive aggressive. I did have one guy. Fire me! You had the balls to do it, but everybody else—they just stopped calling you. 
Yeah, that's another way to fire somebody. You just stop calling. It's them. a lot easier, especially now that yeah. uh, so many people are armed and everything. It's, yeah. it's probably smarter to do it that way. <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> you that's know, how not, Joe Zawinul did We're it. not really pussies. We just don't want to get shot. <laughs> Never really fired anybody, just didn't call them. What about B? Was it, what's the old tape? Is it BC? Was it the drummer, the old tape getting around of him yelling at his band on the bus? Oh, Who Buddy Rich. That's oh, Buddy, Buddy Rich. Those are Classic. famous. That was great. And there's Classic. another one out there, a great guitar player named Martin Taylor. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a good one. Oh, I we, that uh, he had an experience with Eddie Gomez, this great bass player who used to play with Bill Evans a lot. And it was, and it just didn't work out. Eddie was kind of demanding, to say the least, and <laughs> musically didn't work out too well. And Martin calls him up after the tour and kind of starts off well, thanking him for doing the tour. Martin's a Scottish guy, so yep. he's all British and very proper sounding. He's and, very great. And Eddie's kind of like, cool, cool, you're welcome, you know. <laughs> you know. And then he just start. he goes into it, and he just just completely annihilates him. Oh, and Eddie doesn't know what to say, and he didn't hang up, which was amazing. Just, <laughs> and Martin just keeps reeling on. It's on. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Oh, I've got to find that. And it's it's a beauty. It's That'd a be beauty. great, great to It'd listen great to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the, the good one of Ingve. Have you heard the one of Ingve on the airplane? There's a lot of them. Oh, Ingve on the airplane is one of the classics brilliant. of all time. Yeah. yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant, yeah. right Amazing. there. Amazing. Have you have you guys met Ingve? No, uh, I, I don't. I don't speak with fat people. <laughs> the guy is huge. Like he's tall. He looks like a massive you, Elvis. I know, saw him I mean, at Nam one day. It sounds like something spelled backwards. It, yeah. <laughs> I talk to fat people. <laughs> there goes all our listeners. Ingve <laughs> is a little, he's a little. Or pig Latin, you know what I mean? The guy yeah. is huge. You wouldn't want to piss him off. Well, I probably just did. <laughs> he doesn't listen to podcasts. He's probably not going to listen to our podcast. Uh, no. Probably not. He's I too busy. It. I don't he's think he's a big Bruce Foreman he's, fan. Yeah, he's too, he's too busy trying to learn how to spell his name. <laughs> I think, you know, he really appreciates that voice leading you were just talking no, about. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I had a friend see him at the House of Blues once, and he brought his he brought his new lady out and said to the audience, check out her new tits I just bought. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's classy. That's that's like Steve Lukather when I saw him at, at, at one time at the, I think it was at Lavalie, and he walked in. He had this girl with him, and he said, "This is my good girlfriend Cindy. Isn't she beautiful and shit?" And I go, "Luke, you're such a classy guy." Yeah. Really. Really. So this is our segment where we do Wankopedia. Bruce? Well, uh, Vic Juris is somebody I'd suggest everybody check out if you haven't already. Just a really great jazz guitar player. He's from back east, New Jersey, and he's on the New York scene. He plays everything from straight ahead to really modern jazz. He's a great teacher, swings his ass off, plays in various, various settings from duos. He's got a new record with Phil Woods, uh, that they did just before Phil died. He's just a really great player. I'm very proud to call him a friend and always inspired when I hear him play. 
right, that, that's another show. And until next week, uh, yeah, <laughs> say goodbye, Bruce. Reservoir. Scott. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. <laughs> <laughs>